When a punk musician searches the most extreme way to express his aggression and emotion, or when a rock or metal guitarist pushes his technical skills to the most extreme, and when a jazz musician sets out to explore the most out there ideas, they might end up in the same weird avant-garde and noisy place. In this piece I'm focusing more on the punk end of that place because I'm more familiar with that, but I'm sure it holds true for most progressive music out there, so stay with me. So why would you make loud noisy music that is only enjoyed by a small set of people? Well, I'll offer you three reasons for that. First, you do it for fun. Dave Knudsen, guitarist of the band Botch, one of the initiators of the genre Mathcore, which basically is hardcore punk with ADHD, said this to AV Club. The point of Botch was, as Tim always put it, keep it in a weird time signature, so when they are banging their heads, they are banging them on the wrong beat. Botch consciously played with the expectations of the audience and got a kick out of it. Their obnoxiously long song names hit at a more tongue-in-cheek approach to their songwriting as well. Their 1999 album We Are The Romans is one of the most defining albums for the genre mathcore, but there was another one that highlights a very different approach to writing this music. Second, you do it for rebellion. The Dillinger Escape Plan is probably the most popular household name in the genre. With Calculating Infinity, their 1999 debut album, they too were on the front line of defining mathcore. Ben Weinman, guitarist, songwriter and only constant member of Dillinger, said this in an interview with the British news outlet The Independent. But that's how we started making music. Everything about Dillinger was incorrect, certainly in terms of theory. We went against everything. Calculating Infinity was us effectively ripping up the music theory book. If someone said, don't harmonize with the second, it just sounds out of tune, then every single lead we did, we'd harmonize with the second. It sounded disgusting, but we did it, and maybe we finally took that to the nth degree with this album. We totally went against the rules, and that's allowed for our personalities to come through much more on this record because we didn't let anybody sway us at all. That already illustrates how going against the grain was always a central part for Dillinger from the very start. The other thing that supports this are their infamous Furies and Reckless Life shows. They involved band members climbing and jumping off of various things on and off stage and on various live videos you see Greg Pucciato, the vocalist, running in the crowd. There was also an incident at Reading Festival 2002, which would be opening a kind of worms here that you can do yourself if you like. But for this episode I'm keeping it brief and call it an act of rebellion as well. Ben Weinman said in an interview with Noisefall that Dillinger shows always had been a way for him to vent. But even though there will always be some kind of abrasive element to mathcore music, the message doesn't need to be completely bleak or aggressive. Third, expressing complex feelings through complex music. Jake Bannon, vocalist and lyricist for the band Converge, whose 2001 record, Jane Doe, was listed as an essential mathcore record by the music critic and blogger Deep Cuts, had this to say about their song Dark Horse on Song Exploder. To me, it's a very positive song, you know? trying to write towards positivity, trying to live a constructive, positive life. I feel that people that don't really understand our band, they would possibly misinterpret our aggression level for something that was not positive in some way. We're about trying to find some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Negative themes are not really our style, it's not who we are as people. And that shows that there can be emotional nuance that might be lost if you are not listening carefully. The overall aggression level for those songs is generally high though, so how can we get nuance out of those instrumentals? Tosin Abasi, guitarist for the progressive metal band Animals as Leaders, who are purely instrumental, talked to Guitar Power about this problem and had this to say. I don't want to say our music isn't emotional, but there isn't like a guy. You can't hear the emotion in the human voice and that's just such an easy conduit to convey emotion. We convey anxiety harmonically or rhythmically. And he says this after mentioning how music can be more than just happy or sad. 
and I think it's a useful perspective for listening to this loud and noisy music as well. Odd time signatures can become a metaphor for feeling incomplete, notes out of key can become an expression of not belonging, and dissonant chords can become a signal of distress. I think the main takeaway and point I want to raise is this. Don't be afraid to use weird means to get your message across. Conventions are just a tool that you can use. If you feel you need to break them to make a point or express something, go for it. Your music will be more unique and more personal for it. And if you just want to confuse the heck out of your listeners, that's also a perfectly valid intention to have. Songwriting is a complex and personal thing. I don't think or claim that I touch on all the reasons somebody might delve into weird musical territory, but I think these are the three main ones. Now, the best case scenario would be that this little piece would enhance your experience while listening to technical music or make it more accessible to you. With that, we are out of time. Bye.